Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, I'm Lydia. Hi, I'm Jesse. And I'm Adam. Let's talk Hoya. Hey guys. Hello. Hola. Welcome back. So this is part two of our little series that we're doing on Hoya Care Tips. And we're going to talk about the big bad one today, which yes. is pests. Good and bad. Oh. <laughs> Mostly bad. I would yeah, say. that Mostly was for bad. the bad yeah, pests. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like this is a topic everyone's always talking about. Or should always be talking about. Yeah. And so we're going to really, really dive very, very deep into this one. So if you have pests, if you've had pests, if you're worried about having pests, then this one is going to be good old episode for you. Yeah. And if you haven't had pests, you probably have. You just don't know it. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whenever people are like, I have this Hoya, it hasn't grown in a year. I'm like, mm. Pests. If it hasn't declined in a year and it also hasn't grown, then pests. yeah. Pests. You know you know that meme where it's like a button and then like you just like for pushing it? Yeah. That's me. That's usually what you do with yeah. buttons. You push them. <laughs> I just mean I, I I need to make one where it's like the blue buttons is pests because yeah. that's my answer to pests. Yep. But I just want to start off this episode with saying that um, because you have pests doesn't mean anything bad. Honestly, I think we've said this, and I just want to say it again: like you don't have to freak out about it because at the end of the day, we're dealing with nature, and plants are a part of nature. And pests are natural. Like, of course, we don't want you to have this like mass infestation and things like that. But having a couple of pests here and there, it happens and it's okay. It doesn't make you a bad plant parent. Right. And if you receive a plant from someone Mm -hmm. and you see that it had pests, yes, you should say something to that person. Because I think if I, if I sent a plant to someone and it had a pest, I would want them to tell me. I know people get like a really anxious about that. Yeah, like, and, no. yeah, because we're gonna take the stigma away, like an STI. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna take that stigma away. Pests are normal; it, it happens. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's not even like, oh, this is a bad seller or this or that. Like honestly, you can miss it sometimes, yeah. you know, because it is natural, and you know, you're not dealing with a piece of plastic or you know, like it happens. And so, I think it's good for us to have like grace with each other that hey it's okay if it happens and we're going to talk about how to prevent it what to look for and at the end of this maybe you'll feel better about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah adam actually i gave him a cutting of my little fronds 
And that was before I had the little magnifying thing and you looked at it and oh, you were like, yeah. hey, just so you know, it's covered in Clementmites. flat mites. <laughs> 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 and I was like, ew, gross. <laughs> I hadn't seen that. And then I was able to treat that whole shelf and it has since taken off. Everything's growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like you said earlier, it my plants weren't ever like actively dying, but they actually they weren't either actively living. So like you telling me that was like, oh, wow, like now I'm aware, now I can do something or now I can be like, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to each his own, whatever you want to yeah. do. And I do want to say, I feel like we all started with, I just want to say, uh, <laughs> Lydia being so encouraging at the beginning, but when Lydia found out she had pests, like it was like, she went nuts. <laughs> it was like a bomb going off inside of her house. And she stayed up till like four a.m. Spraying everything with alcohol, like drenching her hands. Anyway, guys, I just finished (laughs) cleaning the last of the plant like three in the morning, and I'm like, okay, bro, I was sleeping. Uh, (laughs) Uh, So I'm just telling you, so that you don't go through what I went through, because I do have a tendency to freak out. But that doesn't mean you have to, you know. Do what I say, not as I do. Yes, exactly. But flat mites are relatively new. And I feel like, Adam, you've really been the one spearheading that flathead movement. (laughs) Flathead? Flat Flat mites? I'm like, what's a flathead? Damn, girl. (laughs) I know I have a crooked nose, but I thought my head was good. The flat mite movement in the United States, because it's been more known to... um, collectors in Sweden, but I feel like it's been very new this year for everybody else. And I feel like you've really been spearheading that. So we'll talk about some of like the newer pests that have kind of come up. Um, but of course, you know, you're probably familiar with the more familiar common pests that, um, you know, we see in Facebook groups, Instagram, you might've had them yourself. Um, but I feel like those are like mealybugs, scale, Aphids and thrips and spider mites are pretty common ones that we see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what a flat mite looks like, I think Stemma had it on their cover. Mm-hmm. So just Google Stemma. Is it magazine? Publication? Um, it's only a Facebook group. Yeah. Oh, it's a little Facebook group, but they have a lot of. Well, they might actually have a them. website now. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway. No. It's also up. on my YouTube thumbnail. Oh, yeah. And I at did, not dude. I did on put YouTube. it on my thumbnail of my flatmite story time oh i haven't seen that they look disgusting yeah they do actually they are very disgusting yeah okay but yeah going back to the more common ones which i feel like like i know initially when we got into plant collecting if we saw like a mealybug or like a scale or something on a plant that we brought home i feel like we would freak out about it oh i did but (laughs) nowadays i feel like it's pretty chill because i feel like these are really easy to eradicate as long as you don't let it turn into an infestation yeah. how do you guys feel yeah consistency with is key. aphid and mealybugs is that the one yeah you like aphids mealybugs spider mites thrips did we mention gnats are oh, we not counting gnats? them as pests? yeah they should be a pest yeah right yeah Cause. i disagree on the thrips i feel like thrips would never not be a big deal to me because those bastards can fly Oh, I've yeah, never had thrips deal. before. Yeah, that one's a big deal. Okay, like, you that said can, it, now you're going to get a thrip. 
Stop! <laughs> Why are you wishing that kind of stuff on me? I'm not. You're the one who said it. I'm already sweating. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of hot in here. No, it's her fear of thrips. Oh. But yeah, I would say that when I first started collecting, when I first experienced some of these pests, I did freak out. Yeah. Like, I've thrown away whole plants. Yeah. Um, one had aphids, and I didn't know what aphids were, and mm-hmm. I just saw all these, like, carcasses on my my because they look so gross but then they shed their skin so then i saw all the sheds and i was like what is this and i just (laughs) threw it out i was like no thank you i didn't even ask i remember when i saw my first mealy bug i almost like uh, threw up and felt chills (laughs) all the way through my bone i do not like bugs guys me and bugs are not friends, okay? They don't they, bother me that they much. They freak me out. I will literally, if one touches me, I will go screaming up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they don't freak me out if they're existing on their own. But I almost flipped my car once because a spider was on like, <laughs> my visor. Oh. And I was like getting on the freeway. So I went to make the right turn and I noticed the spider and I like, I literally had to like, do not freak out. You will flip the vehicle. Oh my god! And gosh. like pull to the side of the road to find, like get it out of the vehicle. But if they're like on their own, I'm fine. And I actually worked with a kid who was um, super like, like, what do you like, obsessed with insects? And he was always like showing me all these bugs. I didn't really care, but I just can't stand it when they touch me. <laughs> yeah, you guys didn't mind the scorpion. You didn't really freak out. Yeah, did you see Lydia, like, hopping about your front door? Oh. <laughs> she swore it was going to touch her. <laughs> mm, yeah, mm-mm. it's not a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I've been stung before, so whatever. Guys, oh, round no. two. No. But, yeah, I mean, I would freak out about these, but I feel like, I mean, I've had plants with mealybugs on them before, um, and I've had plants with um, spider mites on them before because I feel like back in the day those are pretty common ones that you know you would and you pick up a Calathea. plant yeah <laughs> I know but honestly I feel Ground like zero for <laughs> spider mites I feel like these ones as long as it's not like highly infested if you're just seeing like a couple or a, like a handful of them and you catch it early on enough and you treat them and then you keep up on them for the entire life cycle, like it goes away and then you're pretty good. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. So um, for anybody out there, I mean, there's tons of information nowadays, I feel like about these more common ones, but if you're battling them, I mean, we'll kind of go over what to do. Um, But I think the key for these is just to make sure you treat every week throughout the entire life cycle and then check them again for the next couple of weeks. Make sure you don't see any more and that's pretty much it yeah consistency is key consistency is is key and that's what i struggle with yeah yeah once like i had my first little bouts of pests issues i've incorporated like more preventive preventative type of spraying or like care on my plants and Mm -hmm. that's definitely helped me like maybe i'll find something every now and then but I've never had anything like I used to. Like everything had root mealies. Everything had little, what's the cottony one? Mealy bugs. Mealy bugs. At one point. And then Lydia was like, here's what you do. And here's 
here's what you need to stay <laughs> consistent with. And now I've been able to just keep it in the control. Yeah. Yeah. So prevention is key. But if you have any of these um, kind of the life cycle for them, just so you know how long you should be treating them for mealybugs, which are those like white cottony looking little guys that kind of crawl around usually like on the stem of your plant or so. Um, those have a life cycle of only about six to eight weeks. That's from egg until adult. So I would say give it a good like 10 months and then 10 months. Oh my gosh, 10 weeks. <laughs> I was like, I was give it a good like, 10 you're weeks. Like, that's not that long. And I was like, <laughs> 10 months is a, Girl, like, that's a long weeks. time. It's a whole baby. <laughs> six to eight weeks. And then I would say keep it up until like that 10 week mark and then you're good to go. Um, aphids and then aphids, thrips, and spider mites have a much shorter life cycle, which is great. Um, their life cycle is done within about four weeks. So if you do, you know, a consistent treatment cycle for about six weeks, I would say you're pretty good, but keep on, you know, just checking everything and make sure you don't see anymore. The one that lasts a really long time is scale. Have any of you guys had scale before? I currently have scale on one of my plants. Mm. How's that going? It's still going. <laughs> I don't. But it's I've, a plant I love. I don't want to get rid of I it. I have seen scale, but I've never had any situation where I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much scale, you know? Yeah. And I feel like sometimes it can be hard to miss because it looks like it's part of the stem of your plant. You mean but easy to miss? Yeah, oh, easy okay. to miss. Hard to oh, miss. sorry. It can be pretty easy to miss because it looks like it's part of the stem of the plant. But if you like scrape at it, doesn't it just kind of like come off, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know, but mine looks like a little like a little dome on the stem, mm. like a little orangish dome. Mm -hmm. So it's not hard to miss at all. But those have a pretty long life cycle. They can last three plus months. So if you have scale, you're going to want to keep up on it for quite a bit of time. But I would say maybe like at that four month mark is where you can kind of feel a little bit safer. But that's kind of the cycle of what you should be looking at as far as how long you should be doing um, your treatments um, before you start feeling like, oh, okay, I think I have this under control. Yeah. But um, I've, I don't know when I said this, but I think I've said it before. Every year I feel like there's a pest that's like, this is the year of this pest. <laughs> the last year, pest. yeah, the it pest. And last year, all of a sudden on the f Facebook groups, everyone was talking about root mealies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the heck is this stuff? So last year was the year of root mealies. And I feel like this year is the year of flat mice. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and Bastards. I think those two. They just disguise themselves so well. Well, flat mites are just so microscopic. And the root mealies are only on the roots. And I feel like that's why people have had issues finding them. But I know, I mean, Adam, we know is the flat mite king. <laughs> Jesse has had root mealies before. Yeah, I had them like decoration in my house. <laughs> <laughs> you were remember, the... remember, Adam, when you came over and you're like, well, that has root mealies and that has root mealies. Well, I had never seen them in real life mealies. until I came to your place to help you move your plants. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, those are mine. <laughs> they live here. But thankfully, Lydia helped me. Like... I towards like when I was moving, I did go through that phase where you just like cannot give any more effort than like watering. Yeah. And then when I realized that I had the root mealies, I was just like, well, they're going to win or the plant's going to win and it's just going to be it. But then once I moved, Lydia helped me incorporate the pure crop into my routine and really like even just like two sessions with that got Dead. rid of all of my root mealies. So it was great. 
But I'm really grateful because my only other option was going to be to toss everything and start over or yeah. like reroute. Restart, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they look like, a, I mean, they look very much like mealybugs. I feel like a little bit smaller, but they look like these white little cottony dots all over your roots, depending on how bad your infestation is. And that's where they kind of get their name from is because they look like the mealybugs that crawl around on your plants. But yeah, they're only in the roots. So I feel like maybe people started noticing them more because if you have your plants in a, like a pot that's black or something like that, you're not going to see them. Yeah, that's, that's what I was what just going to say. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking because like you saw them because I have a lot of my plants in LECA with the glass containers, the yeah. see-through mm-hmm. or like the light or like even the cash post situation, you can see them. But how is someone in like dirt in like a terracotta pot supposed to find them? Yeah, and I've what I've heard is a they like Lekka and Pond a little bit more because they're airy. Don't all of that away. But <laughs> I feel like they've been more noticeable because people have started using Lekka and Pond, and they're using cash posts that are clear. They're using mm. pots that are clear, and then all of a sudden you can see what's going on underneath, and that's how it's been spotted more. Mm, interesting that is interesting because mm-hmm. a lot of people it was like a i don't want to say a fad because i really love growing semi hydro but it kind of turned for a moment it turned into a fad a little end like, um and that's probably that's probably why people sell them but like what if you didn't have that so you're saying that they don't particularly love being in a in a nursery soil? pot or that kind of stuff with soil I mean, they can still exist there. But how would you ever know that you had them unless you, you take the whole pot out? Well, because after a certain point of infestation, your plant does start declining. So, okay. And I think that's the case for a lot of pests, right? Like yeah. all of a sudden you notice your plants aren't growing as well. They're stagnant in growth. And I think a big thing is, you know, like we said in part one of the care tips was, okay, what does your nutrients look like? What is the, you know substrate that you're using look like but if that all looks good then you're looking at pests next and so that's the thing and i think like when it's not as bad yet like your plant will still grow like wasn't your plant still growing pretty good jesse yeah yeah definitely not a level of like adam's stuff but yeah. but it was still, it was growing still putting out one two leaves but once it got worse mm-hmm. to the point of like one obovada the, in the glass container was almost completely white I was going to throw it away, but then I tried the pure crop and it, it got rid of it. But it at that growing. point, it stopped growing. Mm-hmm. And so I've, um, you know, introduced Jesse to the pure crop because in a lot of Facebook groups, I was looking up, okay, what is it that people are using to battle this? But most importantly, my thing was like prevention. I was like, I, I don't want to get these <laughs> because mm-hmm. all of my shop plants are growing in black nursery pots. And I was like, I can't like switch all of them to clear pots, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was kind of freaking out. And like I said, guys, you? don't. <laughs> Lydia having a <laughs> don't, freak out. Don't no. be me. But <laughs> I really wanted to find something that was a preventative and pure crop was something that a lot of people were mentioning. But if you have root mealies, some of the things that I've heard that work is, you know, Jesse's used pure crop and that's worked. Um, but also like a hot water bath, like you were doing with your flat mites. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard works, although it can kill some of the roots, but it can still maintain some of them too. Um, so that's something that works, but I've heard the best thing to do is just cut all the roots off, reroot it. 
Dang. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like I'm pretty comfortable rooting things, so I feel okay about it. But if you're somebody like Jesse no. who's shaking no, her no, head, no. <laughs> I'm like, easy for you to say. <laughs> I'll root stuff for you. I'll be your rooter. I'm rooting for you. (laughs) Um, I hate puns. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, yeah, if you have, if you have a very large plant though, like if my sunrise had like root mealies, cutting all the roots off of that and rerooting that, it was just like, that's not even an option, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, you you would just to, have to take a bunch of cuttings. And then make a new pot again. Or you can try doing the, you know, up to 115 degree Fahrenheit oh, and like yeah. a sous vide and um, killing them that way. Or using some kind of root drench um, that, you know, kills root mealies. And the only one that I know about, just because I try not using insecticides or pesticides, um, is pure crop pure crop one yeah pure crop one so i used to wash my roots with bleach oh my gosh (laughs) but i don't think that i can we weren't gonna mention that were we (laughs) on this podcast (laughs) are we Um, talking about hoya care (laughs) uh are we are we heading that's what i'm taking that out that's a hoya don't you guys could you guys she didn't have algae folks she did not have algae (laughs) um but lydia does not condone using bleach for anything (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Me and bleach are tight, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, I had a friend in high school drink it once because no, they're trying to get past like a drug test. I don't know if it was like they heard something, but their teeth definitely got white. They oh put it goodness. in their mouth and swallowed it. Yeah, and they're alive. Just a small bit. <gasps> Do not actually. Try this at home, I think folks. it was to get out of a breathalyzer. I don't remember. I hung out this this is not. This there. is not. Pro- the bleach portion is not professional advice. <laughs> Disclaimer. No, please do not try it's a at home. Hoya don't. <laughs> well, literally none of our advice is professional, but that <laughs> oh, yeah, is but definitely <laughs> not recommended. Yes. Do not try of- this at home. Don't try it in your office. Don't try it in the parking lot. Never. <laughs> okay, but none of our conversations are professional conversations. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the bleach part. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm glad you don't do that anymore, right? <laughs> I still use bleach wipes on the leaves. Okay. The Clorox wipes. The Clorox wipes. Um, That's like a baby wipe, right? Yeah. Okay. But I wouldn't use the Clorox wipes on a baby's <laughs> <laughs> Well, who knows? I mean, for, if it's available. For anyone out there who lets me babysit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're getting any more babysitting offers after yeah. this. Anna, if you're listening, <laughs> don't leave your kids with Jesse. <laughs> I said I don't. <laughs> I said oh, I'm consciously. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so last year I feel like was really the year of root mealies. All of a sudden, everyone was finding them. And one of the other bigger reasons that they were spread was because a lot of people were using... Um, like shared water. So they would like put down like a bin of water and then bottom water plants. Mm. And that's how root mealies like travel. Either you reuse substrate that had root mealies or if like... Wait, can they swim in water? I don't know if they can, but that's one way that people were getting it through like a shared... So like if you're pot... Like if... 
your plants are next to each other that mm-hmm. are not going to travel that way. But if they have like a shared area where the water is like connecting from pot to pot, then I heard that that's one way that they can well, like transmit. How so. I water is like I'll have a container and I'll sit the plant in there and I'll water it. And then I'll, you know, put it somewhere to drain. But then that water, I re put it into my pour cup. Yeah. I put another plant in that same water goes in that plant. So that water, that water is always like the same water is touching all of my plants. Yeah. Yeah. So shared water is a big no-no. And also pots or substrate that had root mealies, either toss it or if it's something, yes, boil. Boil Boil or bake. Boil them for about 15 minutes or so and then you're good to go. Yeah. So, Have y'all ever boiled um, Lekka and then you leave it on there and then non-plant people walk by and they're like... Cocoa puffs? What are you doing? Because <laughs> I do that a lot. Yeah. I boil Lekka all the time. I, I boil like my pawn all the time. See, I haven't boiled pawn, but I also haven't reused pawn. Oh, I reuse. I have this huge bucket of used pawn and then I go I know, through I and then... <laughs> He carried it. <laughs> it's a pretty heavy bin. <laughs> yeah. And I never, I never, like, even if it's like the same plant repotting, nope, I just dump it in there and I get brand new pond and then I do that. So that's a, it's a good way to prevent pests. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, last year was the year of root mealies and this year we've all heard it. The flats. The damn From flat mine. of our own. Well, okay, so <laughs> I feel like I need to say that I'm not like I'm not the champion of flat mites. I don't know. <laughs> no, I but feel you've like been I've been very vocal about them. it. Like with the Potted Together podcast, mm-hmm. um, some on YouTube when I decided to put out videos, and mostly on Instagram. But yeah, they've been around in my collection since like 2020. And I think it's like, not that you're a champion of it, but you're the person that's really putting it into the forefront. And flat mites are like microscopic. They're what, 0.51 I'm just bitching about in it. In our <laughs> little corner of the, the plant Hoya world, you've consistently been A, struggling with it and B, yeah. sharing all the things you've tried to mm-hmm. do to like get rid of them from your collection. Yeah. But you're right. Like, but bring awareness. Right. You know, to our group, yeah, right, right, because <laughs> there's a lot of other people out there doing the research and doing work, and yeah, yeah, I know, stuff. but like someone has to talk about it, yeah. you know, and you know, other people might be battling it and things like that. But I think sometimes when you're battling a pest, you're not going to talk about it because you don't want you feel a little people shame. to know, yeah, but yeah. I think my plants are dirty, <laughs> yeah, but flat lines, I feel like people just didn't know about them. <laughs> Because you can't literally you can't see them yeah. to the naked eye. Yeah, and you you literally can't. Yeah, and I feel like for the longest time the pest thing was if you see it, then you know you have it, and if yeah. you don't see it, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, because there's even like if it moves fast, it's oh, yeah. bad. Yeah, the saying goes, "A slowest foe, fastest friend." Yeah, but if I don't see it, then I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's like so many people have. I, I feel like Hoyas have gotten a bad rap. People are like, oh, they're boring. They don't grow. Mm. But like, that's not my experience with Hoya. And it's yeah. because I knew my plants so well that I knew something was going on. Yeah. And also why I don't really advocate for people to just like snatch and grab all of the plants that they can at one time. You know, someone like yeah. increases their Hoyas by like 30 in a week. 
you know, more power to you. But like, I noticed my plants were doing bad because I had spent time caring for them and I had watched them thrive. And then all of a sudden something was going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also I think it might be like, kind of like you said that shame because a lot of the people who recently joined the plant world or maybe even not so recently, but like it's their job or like it's how they make some money. And so you don't want to go out there and be like, well, I have pests because then you're like, I'm going to be seen as like a failure or as a bad plant person. But like the reason we're talking about it, the reason you're always talking about it is because it's a normal thing that can happen that probably will happen to every collection. And why not put the information out there on how to deal with it instead of like hiding in shame about it, you know? Right. Because it's nature, like we said, you know, and it's okay to have pests. And honestly, we all probably have some kind of pest and that's okay. And the more we share about it and put it out there and normalize that it happens, as long as, you know, you don't have like ill intention, you know, you have a pest and then you're, you know, trading or selling or anything like that. Like if you have good intention about it and you're doing everything in your power to make sure your plants are happy and healthy. But if it happens, like, hey, it's going to happen and that's okay. Like we've all been there, you know, and how are we going to know what to do if we don't share it? Right. So, so yeah, so I think like the biggest thing with flat mites that you started noticing was that they don't grow. And there's a few common things that you'll notice is, um, a, you know, they stop growing or if the leaves start growing, they, the foliage starts coming in wonky and then before they mature and harden, they just fall off. Yeah. And then the big one that I know you talk about a lot of times is that nubby growth. Yeah. We're we're scabby looking. Yeah, naughty almost, like K-N-O-T-T-Y, not (laughs) N-A-U-G-H-T-Y. But it's like your Hoya is trying to put out a new growth point and something happens and then it heals over and then it tries to put out another one. So it's almost like this mutated look, this crested look. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of examples we can post. (laughs) Do you? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, and that's a, a pretty big indication of flat mites. And then, you know, once things start progressing even worse, like they start um, leaving a scarring on the back of your foliage. And then you wonder, like, where is this scarring coming? Because you don't ever see anything with the naked eye. But then you're getting all this scarring on the back of the leaf and you're like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. You know, and for the for the longest time, when when those that scarring happened, Mm -hmm. You know, even on the Facebook groups, people were just like, oh, it was just probably overwatered at one point, like, or it's just like sun exposure. Yeah. Or you scratched fertilizer burn. I feel like we all all these other things. They had the mites, Mm -hmm. but we just didn't know. Yeah. And that's fine. But now we do. Yeah. Because I had a dachia that was like fully scarred, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, oh, Um, but I got it from someone who I really like and I trust. And, I'm sure that they didn't know because these things are invisible. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not 100% sure that that scarring on the dachia was caused by that. But anyway. But the dachia is no longer with us. No, it is. I've, no. I've, yeah. I oh. gave a piece of Lydia mm-hmm. and then I saved a top cutting of mine and it's growing again. So. Nice. And I think the other thing why people just didn't know what it was, because it took you a while to even identify what it was, I remember. And you were like, well, is it this or is it that? But there's no webbing because... The only mites that of what we all had experienced was with spider mites. Mm-hmm. And spider mites, 
once you know you get that infestation there's the webbing and then you know okay i have spider mites well and you can see them but crawling with yeah your eyes. yeah true but then the flat mites although they're called mites there's no webbing. No. So I remember there were times where you were messaging us and you're like, okay, guys, I think it's this. Or, okay, guys, I think it's that. But, like, what is this? Because nobody knows what it actually is. Yeah. It was, like, really hard to nail down because mm-hmm. I thought at first it was broad mites. I mean, and they're all very similar. Yeah. But uh, then I was like, maybe it's russet mites. I just didn't know. Yeah. And stupidly enough, I thought that I could never get mites. I was like... Mites don't like Hoya because they're too thick to bite into. I was always like, I'll never have spider mites. Well, my Bella got spider mites. But after that, I was like, I'll never have spider mites because I don't have thin leaf Hoya. But that was just that was just ignorance on my part. And I feel like these flat mites, the Hoya are a fan favorite. They're like, yum, feast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nom, nom, nom. I know. So um, the thing that I saw about the flat mites, though, and I think the reason why even if you find them, people have trouble getting rid of them is because, A, it's really hard to see. Mm-hmm. But, B, they have a really long life cycle, guys. So oh, yeah. long. Yeah. So from egg to hatching, it can take up to 21 days. And then from there, the larvae can take up to six weeks to become adults. So that's already like eight weeks. Yeah. So you're looking at a minimum of eight weeks is the life cycle. And then the eggs are so small, they hide in like crevices. Oh my gosh. And so it's just really hard to catch all of that life cycle and get rid of it because A, they're so small, but the life cycle is really long. So Yeah. yeah. (laughs) wow that it's just i hate even thinking about that yeah you could just embrace them they're the new pets yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're my friends (laughs) oh gosh but i think a big thing with prevention on those is because they are so small and they can travel on surfaces is you started um adam making sure the foliage on each plant doesn't touch anymore i did Mm -hmm. because that's how they travel but it's really, it's really hard to do that when you have like a ton of Hoya shoved onto a shelf. That are so big. Well, I wasn't going to say that because I didn't want to have lush. that response. <laughs> but no, it really is difficult. To yeah. Like, you have all these plants and especially like Hoya with their vines. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a time lapse of like a Hoya oh, it's tendril. Freaky. But they, they do full, they do always seem to go counterclockwise. And they just are looking for something to wrap on. But then, you know, they'll find anything and give it the Hoya hug. I have a, a cord for my TV in the office. It goes up and it plugs down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my Hoya um, optimistic, optimistic, optimistic is currently completely twined around Counterclockwise, it. right? Yeah, and I'm like... I don't get that off now. It's never going to come off. But I kind of want to see where it goes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that's what this one's doing. Do you yeah. see? The um, Galabra? No. Globulosa. Yeah, Globulosa. But remember that one time we went to go visit April? And, I mean, she has so many Hoya. And she wanted to see the vines, like, doing their thing at night. And she said she set up a time lapse. And she just had to delete it because it looked like paranormal activity yeah. was happening in her so greenhouse. She was like, no way. Uh-uh. Well, trash. and with the amount of plants that April has, I'm sure that was wild. Yeah. Like, just all of them, saw. like, Ooh. Yeah. Like, that was so <laughs> creepy. Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah, so it's really hard to keep them from touching, you know? Yeah. But I did try for a a long time to keep everything kind of separated out. But I think one of the key things, I think at this point, like whether you have flat mites or not, like a really good thing to have is a microscope with good magnification. Something that's like above 10 times magnification you can find something at like 40 times magnification i think that's great and you can like it's good for so many things like you can like really look at texture of your hoya and things like that but you can really check for those pests you really can and i think that's like the biggest prevention tool is having that just to look and you have a pretty cheap one linked on your amazon right Mm -hmm. i was about to ask what magnification is that one it's 40, 30 50 to 100 yeah because after looking at my hoyas my sisters were like looking at their skin and like eyelashes and everything. They I were, was doing that too. My we eyes. had a lot of fun with it, but aren't there, aren't there, don't you have mites living on your eyelashes? Yeah. You yeah. should look at your eyelashes sometimes. But you can't really see those mites yeah. unless you have like a really, like a, like if you don't wash a your scientific microscope. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good because no, that ain't a vibe. Yeah. And we, we looked at a little piece of like mm-hmm. and then we looked at the heen. Under the microscope, we yeah. were just like looking it's at a all cool sorts thing of to stuff. Have. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Like, and it's it's funny because everyone does that. Like, I was looking at my hair follicles, and like, I was like, "Oh, there's two hairs coming out of that one follicle." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, take care of your hoyas and have fun. <laughs> yeah, but the microscope is for flat mites. It's key. Like you, can, yeah. like it's like I know we say this. It's like beating a dead bush. But you can't see them with your eyes. Like yeah. you can't even see them with a yeah. micro, like a micros, not microscope, but a micro lens. No, what's magnifying glass. Oh, you can't even yeah. see them with a magnifying glass. No. The macro lens, you can barely see them. What about your funky glasses that you had on one time? Jewelers, you know, Luke. No, and I do love those. I do love those glasses, but they weren't magnified enough. Which if you use a macro lens mm-hmm. micro mm-hmm. macro if you use a macro lens which those are usually like 10 times magnification mm-hmm. they do say use something stronger the only way that i've been able to see with the macro lens is turning on you know one of those like the instagram like lights what are those the, the ring light yes the ring, the light. ring lights mm-hmm. you put it all you crank it all the way up turn on all the lights in the house Put that sucker right in front of it and like really look and then you can see it. Wait, yeah. turn the lights on or turn the lights off? On. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was telling everyone too before before I knew what I had and before I knew about them. Oh, did that dinner get to you? <laughs> <laughs> before I knew about the microscope and mm-hmm. before I knew about all of that, I was telling people to take their plants into a dark room and use mm-hmm. a flashlight and a magnifying glass. And just to see if you can see a tiny orange speck, because that's yeah. all I could see for the longest time. Wow. You know, and I was pretty good at identifying them <laughs> from just like a little tiny flash right. of their body. Right. But so if you can't afford to buy the microscope or you're saving up for it and you have a macro lens already, then that's something you can do to try and see. And what you're looking for is, don't the, do the adults like move? They do. They do. The adults move. And then um, if you want to reference, Adam has videos where you can see the little orange eggs hiding (sighs) on the crevices. And they like to hide on the stems and then on the petiole. But mostly around new growth on the stems. That's usually like where I always check first. If I see something struggling, just look at the new growth or 
and they're always there. Yeah. Hola, Hoya friends. So we launched our Patreon, aka Peduncle Pals. It's been a joy connecting more with all of you, chatting in our Facebook group, and sharing more behind the scenes through our exclusive Patreon episodes every month. We're blown away by your support, and we're so grateful for every one of you that is joining us on this club. You can subscribe through our Patreon link through our Instagram bio, episode descriptions, or show notes. See you there. Looking to elevate your gardening game this season? Well, look no further than Coast of Maine, your go-to source for premium organic soils for over 28 years. Organic approved and sourced from oceans and farms, their full range of garden and lawn products are designed to restore roots to the natural world. So picture this. You're struggling with lackluster soil, just like I did last year, and your garden plans just aren't thriving. And that was until we discovered Coast of Maine. Their products infused my soil with the healthy microbes and nutrients it was craving, resulting in vibrant outdoor plants that practically thanked me for the upgrade. Omri listed and crafted from natural ingredients like lobster shells and fish bones, their products not only nourish your plants, but also your peace of mind. Are you ready to take your garden to the next level? Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. That's why their products are carried by local retail partners who provide advice and insight, not just found in big box stores. And Coast of Maine knows from beginning to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. Their products make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. Let's get get growing together. together. Visit coastofmaine.com today. That's coastofmaine with an E dot com. And I feel like, I mean... Are you tired of talking about flat mites at this point? You've talked about it so much. I no, no, I'm not tired of it. I'm I'm glad that like we're getting to a point where everyone's kind of recognizing. Yeah. And Stemma really helped with that. And yeah. Rebecca Lance, I believe, was her name. She mm-hmm. did the article on flat mites mm-hmm. and Stemma. And honestly, you guys, you should go find it. Yeah. So Literally. I think there is a website now, but there is definitely a Facebook group. Um, we can link it too on our Instagram stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is, she really, I think was like kind of getting infesting her own collection and to try to test out all these different types of things. So mm. she's, wow, she she's done the real work. House. I know. Yeah. <laughs> she, Rebecca, you could have just came over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, um, it was just really helpful. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was like, like, I felt some solidarity knowing that like other people were like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Because since I did my YouTube live about my story time, Mm -hmm. because I'm always afraid to give my opinion. And I think we all are because there's going to be people out there like, well, you actually didn't do this right. And you know, or or they're going to come out of left field and be like, well, you look funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I get nervous about that, but a story time Mm -hmm. I didn't. So I'm going to tell you my story. This is my experience. But a lot of people, after they watch that video, mm-hmm. treated with the sulfur fungicide that I have been doing. And I got so many messages of people being like, this Hoya hasn't grown in months. And I treated it once with sulfur. And there's so many new growth points on it. Yeah, And it just makes my heart happy because I'm just yeah. like, now people can love their Hoyas even more because yeah. they should be growing like this. Yeah, And there was a reason they weren't. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, you've tried so many different ways. And what we'll do is we'll also link your YouTube video. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, that's Yeah, fine. we'll link your YouTube videos so everyone can get the old deets because you made a beautiful <laughs> presentation and it was a lovely video so make sure they watch it um but i think the tried and true for you has been that sulfur fungicide it has mm-hmm. yeah and what is the like what does the application look like for that like how often 
do people need to do it? Like keep up on it before you feel like, okay, I'm in the clear. Well, in my video, I kind of said like spray, leave it on for a few days then rinse mm-hmm. it off. And then I got a lot of comments and I've speaking, spoken, speaking, <laughs> I've <laughs> spoken to some <laughs> folks, especially this in the Swedish Hoya society mm-hmm. who have just said like, leave it on the plant. You're not going to oh, harm the plant mm-hmm. because my initial thought was, if people tell me that I need to clean my leaves all the time because a little bit of dust on my leaves is going to stop my plant from being able to photosynthesize to its full amount. Well, when I have all of this sulfur powder all over my plants, I'm like, well, that's clearly affecting them. Mm. But people did say just to leave it on there because these mites are so their life cycle is so long. Yeah. A lot of people leave it on for eight weeks, eight, wow. 10 weeks, the full life cycle. And they mm-hmm. respray the new growth because you will see folks, you will see new growth when you treat with sulfur for the first time. Like you're, what? I know <laughs> it <laughs> will happen, but then you can look at it on the positive side and it's like DIY splash. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really does give your plants the splashy look, but a lot of people said that they would just respray the new growth. Or maybe just give it a little spritz, but they left it on because when the eggs hatched, like eventually the eggs just don't stay in one place. They're going to yeah. crawl yeah. and they would crawl through sulfur, which would <laughs> then would kill them. Yeah. So. Because I think sulfur kills them on contact. Mm. I still have a bit of contact. sulfur that you gave me mm-hmm. that I never used. Maybe I'll go home and use it. Well, okay. So here is my suggestion. Maybe use it on one plant and then see what that plant does. I don't know. You can use it on all your plants. Yeah. Trial error. I've also, because I read on, <laughs> I think I read it on Stemma or somewhere. That look that Jessica just gave me was like, I'm not going to use it at all. Good, good, good try. <laughs> but thanks for the sulfur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I was like, eh. <laughs> if you so, come over and I do it for me. I don't have that spray bottle. <laughs> Okay, but now Adam can share the responsibility. Adam, yeah. <laughs> how would you like some warm Little Caesars pizza? Because <laughs> I don't cook either, so it's not like I'd be like, you know, come over for handmade tortillas. She can't be like, Adam, I'm Girl. going to make you some chocolate chip cookies. Come over. She's like, I bought some cookies from Walmart. Come over. <laughs> Your mom can make me authentic, delicious Mexican food. So okay. just make her make oh, me handmade tortillas. I'll be like, good Delia, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to get sulfur on my plants. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I feel like you're finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's really coming to a spot where you've gone through all this trial and error for like two years. And finally, you're at the point where you're like, okay, like I'm seeing the end. Yeah. Yeah. But I also want to say that there's so many other different treatments like Azamax, like a lot of miticides. Again, like you, Lydia, I'm not really wanting to do harsh chemicals Mm -hmm. in the house. And I know sulfur, like I said, can be considered a chemical, but it's also a a natural pesticide. Yeah. And it's a natural element. So I'm a little more okay with that. But there are differently... Definitely more options. Yeah, different miticides and pesticides, if that's something that you want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, it is listed on Stemma. Um, we haven't used it. I don't use any pesticides. But one thing is like insecticides. I read um, you should maybe avoid using on any kind of mite because they can actually increase mite population. So that's one thing to keep in mind. But if you look on there, they have a really nice chart of different, you know, 
insecticide, not insecticide, pesticides. Yeah, miticides and pesticides that you can use um, if that's something that you want to do or if you want to check, like, do I already have this so you don't have to spend extra money. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, those are the pests, guys. But the good thing is that I've actively started using this year was good bugs. So where there's a bad, there's a good, there's a good, and I'm not a bug person, but you know what? The good bugs, they have a special place in my heart now because they're, they're out there doing the mostest. Yeah. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by nature's good guys. (laughs) No, it isn't. We wish. Not sponsored, but please sponsor us. They sent me me surprise ladybugs again. Like I was like, bro, "Bro, did you look on the website? This is ongoing until like winter. No, I put them outside and then the lizards got a huge feast because the next morning (gasps) there was just like lizards all over. But I was like, I was saving them out of the pool, all that stuff, because I feel really bad. Oh when my bugs gosh! Drown. Yeah, it's like a promo that they have right now, and you get one thousand five hundred free ladybugs with every order. I got them too. Okay, but nobody gave me ladybugs. I gave them to my gardener neighbor. Well, but she they're also... coming next month, apparently, yeah. so I'll give you them then. Okay. Yeah, I want another <laughs> round of ladybugs. Okay. But um, it's been several months now that we've been using beneficial bugs, mm-hmm. and I've heard about beneficial bugs for quite some time, but I don't know. I was hesitant because it's a bug, and I mean, I mean, really, guys, bugs, when I say I don't like bugs... One time I found a cricket in my room and I slept in the living room. That's how much I don't like bugs. Okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. But they've been a lifesaver and we use nature's good guys. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, have full adults. They also have eggs that I've used before um, and a good selection of different bugs that you can use. But um, we'll kind of go over. I know Adam's used nematodes before. Mm-hmm. Both of us have used predatory mites. Um, I've also used green lacewing eggs, um, but they're all good options once you're at that prevention level to prevent any kind of pests on your plants. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to go through like each one and what they would be good for? Yeah. So, um, so <laughs> the one that I really like using are the adult mites. I know a lot of people aren't as inclined to use them and like to use the eggs more. But the reason that I like those is because Nature's Good Guys makes a special blend. Mm-hmm. So it's a blend of four different kinds of predatory mites. And each one targets different kinds of um, pests. And they're all for like different kinds of environments. So if you don't necessarily know like, okay, which one should I be using for the environment that I have? Or even if you have like varying environments, which is my case, like I have plants in ambient air, in hum- in cabinets, also in um, grow tents, and they're all different. Mm-hmm. And so I want whatever is going to make it to make it. And so-, so the special blend from Nature's Good Guys is the one that I prefer, it has four different kinds of mites, predatory mites. They have the Emblicius andersoni, Neocilius californicus, Phytocilius persimilis, and Emblicius swirskii. And all of those have varying temperature, humidity, and life cycles. And I think it covers a very good broad range for different kinds of pests. So most- I feel like the californicus was mm-hmm. like the one that people are saying this, this one 
We'll go after the flat mites. Yeah, it's it's a very good generalist mite is what they call it. So it's pretty hardy to a lot of varying temperatures and a lot of varying like humidity. So the Neocilius californicus can do temperatures from like 43 upwards to 115 degrees Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. but also humidity anywhere between 40 to 80% humidity. So yeah, it can do, it can do a lot of I want to buy them just because it sounds like a bunch of spell, spells. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa will kill fl- flat mites. <laughs> Alohomora. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then another good generalist mite, if you have high humidity, is the Emblicius cucumeris, which also <laughs> I've heard is good for flat mites. Mm-hmm. Um, it was stated in stemma but that one's good for about 65 to 80 percent humidity so it's for people not out here (laughs) yeah so if you have that condition i would say you know do the emblicius cucumeris or if you want something that's more of a generalist get the neocilius californicus the good thing about both of those i looked on nature's good guys and they offer them as eggs so i've used eggs before the slow release packs Mm -hmm. they come in a little packet and they hatch and crawl out by themselves over like six week period or so and so if you want to do that instead of adults then that's the way to go yeah yeah i've done everything lydia's done because she's come to my house and helped you (laughs) either set up the (laughs) eggs or sprinkled the, the adult bugs so yeah so the the mite packs are are for spider mites or other types of bad mites. Yeah, other types of bad mites. Technically, on their website, it says that some of these are also known to eat like thrips and um, different kinds of like smaller type of pests too. So I don't know. I can't vouch we for did it a, because i don't have those pests but we they did say a, that it works. we did a round of them in my cabinet that remember i got thrips oh, from somebody yeah, and yeah. i was like literally getting ready to burn the cabinet down mm-hmm. and we put them in there and thankfully they're all gone now i've also kept better up with my prevention but yeah but that really got me a good head start on eradicating the thrips because i'd never had them and it like those are the ones you said they fly, right? Yeah. So I was freaking out about them getting out all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And I've never had thrips before. And when I saw your cabinet, I didn't even know what it was because it was like black dots everywhere. It almost looked like poop. No. And I, I think like, they're a little longer. Yeah, they're like cigars. They're like little c- little teeny cigars. But as yeah. like larvae, aren't they the little black dots? Maybe. Yeah, maybe as a larvae. Yeah. But I was seeing them like little long black yeah. sticks. And thrips are a little confusing because they do crawl fast as larvae. Uh So like the, you know, fastest friend foe is slow. Not applicable. Not I don't think so with thrips, but you know, again, not a, not a professional. Yeah. 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 It's just like a general rule of thumb. And I never told the person who gave them to me. So I hope the thrips didn't eat her. (laughs) (laughs) Or them. We don't want to. Oh, yeah. I never told oh, the person yeah. who gave them to me. So I hope the thrips didn't eat the person. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But also, you know, if you have thrips or aphids or mealybugs, then another good one to use is green lace wings. Mm. So when you think lace wings, you think those green bugs that fly. Ugh. 
What was that? An they're ASP. so beautiful. Oh, they're I think they're gorgeous too. They are so so beautiful because they have a sheen on them too. Yeah, like I want a nail polish that color. Okay, no guys, ew. But <laughs> they make eggs and larvae version of them, and basically they're very. <laughs> you said a version like this? No, like it's stage. <laughs> That's them. <laughs> Their life cycle stage. You can buy eggs and larvae. <laughs> Announcing our green lacewing collab. Larvae X. <laughs> Let's talk Hoya. Anyway, okay. Um, but those are good for um, like mealybugs, thrips, aphids, scale even. Because they're such rigorous eaters. I guess they can eat upwards to like hundreds of them a day. Um, and then once there's nothing to eat, they just eat each other. So they never grow up to the adult stage. They never make it to the flying. Yes. So if you're freaked out about bugs and don't want them everywhere, just know you can also get the green lace wings and the larvae will just, They'll just eat up nom. everything okay. and then eat each other. And then you don't have a problem anymore. Good but, or bad. But they truly are a gorgeous. One of the most gorgeous beneficials. Yep. For sure. Ladybugs are cute. Mm. Okay. <laughs> they are cute. I well, like them. Well, let's talk about ladybugs. What do they like to munch on? Oh. Are we, are we ready to go to ladybugs or Ooh, no? Oh, no. I didn't make any notes on ladybugs. I've never Ladybugs used... really like mealybugs. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Like well, take will... the stage. Uh, uh, you got this. I haven't never had mealybugs myself. I'm... I've every once in a while I've gotten one or two that I've found when I got a new plant, but uh, that's what ladybugs really like to go after, and they will. It's, it's so satisfying if you look up videos of ladybugs eating mealybugs. I really do. They like bugs in my house last year, and it was fun watching them. Do they like grab them bugs. and then munch on them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, dang. like like an, an apple. ear of corn or an apple. Mm-hmm. And then I got to watch them do the nature thing too. You and me. Baby ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery <laughs> Channel. Yeah, that. I don't know this song. You guys don't remember that song? Cha, cha, cha. Okay, I'm gonna I cut just that want out to anyway. join. No, we're what? not. We're don't not cut that it out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's really fun, and they're, they're like it's pretty cool to watch them, and they're so fast, ladybugs. Oh yeah, yeah. And even when I took them out of the fridge, you know, with my free ones that Nature's Good Guys sent, mm-hmm. like because they tell you to store them in the fridge, and they're like docile. When you put them in the fridge, they're yeah, just yeah, like yeah. frozen. Yeah. Within like thirty seconds of taking them out of the fridge. They're they all just moving. crawling. Mm-hmm. And it's so creepy because they come in this like netted type mm-hmm. of a bag and you just see the legs everywhere. Guys, ooh, I brought mine to my neighbor and she was excited about them. She was like, I don't know if they're all going to make it because it's pretty hot, you know. She was like, but thanks. And I guess she's an avid gardener, has a beautiful garden in her backyard and she orders ladybugs all the time. And she has vouched for these ladybugs. She was like, wow, these are some really nice ladybugs. So if you're a ladybug <laughs> person, then apparently these are very, very good ones. <laughs> yeah, and I think if you have like a mealybug problem, I think ladybugs go after other things. And mm-hmm. you're able to like have a sort of space in your house where you're using a grow tent or a cabinet 
Well, I mean, I hesitate to say cabinet because you put them in your cabinet, Jesse, and they got out oh, of the they cabinet. Were out everywhere. Yes, they did. Like they found the hole. Yes, they did. And then they found the screen door and then they found the sticky tape for the flies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you have like an enclosed space yeah. or maybe like a plant room that you can close, like it, I think it'd be good to do. Seal the door, yeah. seal <laughs> everything because they will, they will find a way out, which is crazy to me, but they will. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so if, you know, you feel up to bringing in good bugs into your house, I think the reason I started using them was because I ended up having so much plants, so many plants at this point. And like spraying everything down every week just started feeling like such a chore. And that's when I decided to take the jump on using beneficials. And they do all of that hard work for you. Like if you don't have an active infestation, and if you had an active infestation and you worked on bringing that down, then try using beneficials so they do all the hard work. And before it becomes infestation, they'll keep things controlled. Yeah. And yeah. so I know both of us, we have ours on a subscription. They come, um, they have like a biweekly, uh, monthly, bimonthly, I think even like quarterly option yeah. and whatever you feel comfortable with, you can do that. So you don't forget to order them and they'll come to your house whenever it is that you want them to come. So, but also don't forget them in the mail. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I do that so many times. Not me calling y'all out. I know. Okay, so aside from aside from like the beneficials, what are some other treatment options? Because we didn't really go over that. We yeah, just went over next. sulfur. Oh, it's next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the last point. All right. Well, we're just rolling into it. Yeah, yeah. Because we're at an hour. Yeah, I always do Lydia's um, little alcohol spray on the regular basis. The yes. one part alcohol, four parts water. Yes, but I keep that on hand. Yeah, I was getting a little bit high. The fumes are a lot. Really? I love fumes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah, bleach. Dude, Jesse will use hand okay, the pandemic is gonna kill all of Jesse's brain cells because she will use hand sanitizer, glob it onto her hands, cups it into her face, and takes the biggest whiff. And I'm like, Jesse, that is not good. And my for brain you. cells are like more. I do that every time I open up a Sharpie marker. Yeah. Oh my gosh, y'all. We I can't love do fumes. that. Gas gasoline. <laughs> oh my god. But the I will say that the the rubbing alcohol mixture was was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kills the mites on contact. Yeah, it kills all soft Any, body yeah, bugs on right on contact. So if you see like mealies, if you were to Ooh. put, yeah, so satisfying. If you just dip a little bit alcohol on the end of a Q-tip and you just press it against that mealie bug, it melts away. Yes, <laughs> it really does. And that is one of the most satisfying pests to kill. Yes. <laughs> but you can use it on mealie bugs. You can Char, spray it. Shar said yeah. she likes to pinch them in her oh, fingers. And hear a pop. No. Mm-mm. Oh, guys. I can't. I've picked too many lice to enjoy any of that. Oh, okay. oh my God. Yeah. I've worked with kids before. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, they say the reason that it works is because um, it's like a desiccant, which sucks out water, but it also acts as a surfactant, which penetrates through the waxy skin of the bug. And so that's why it works on killing those soft bodied bugs on contact. Dang. Ooh, big words. <laughs> you, just, you just like, 
You just danced right over those words like a profesh. <laughs> Ooh, sense. Ooh. But it works on like mealies and melts them right away. You can use them on scale. You can use it on spider mites. Mm-hmm. Any soft body bug, it'll work. Kill them on contact. So I still actively use it too. And it's a favorite of mine to use um, just because it's not a pesticide and I feel safe using it in my home. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always have that on hand. Yeah. Yeah. I use that. Um, I've been using Captain Jack's now. Yeah. Um, That was my go-to. Once a month I spray that on the plants. And I know that everyone out there might know that, but you also might not know that. Don't spray your plants when the lights are on. Yes. Because that can burn them, right? Yes, it'll burn the foliage because light reflects off of... Use big words. Explain it. (laughs) (laughs) It just acts like a little mini magnifying glass on your plant. But I didn't know that at first, so I was spraying whenever. And then Lydia was like, no, wait till the lights turn off. (laughs) And I... I have been using like when I take my plants to do my flush for my LECA and, and re-add nutrient water, I always spray them down with like the hose mm-hmm. or the, the, the shower just to give everyone a bath, you know? Um, and I always make sure that that they dry off before I put them back under my lights too. Yes. For that same reason. Yeah. I usually do my watering at night after all of my grow lights go out. So then I can spray down everything. Like- Girl, I'm sleeping. Oh, I know, bro. I'm such a night owl. Catch me up at like one, two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we know because yeah. you're texting us. <laughs> I wake up to text from both of you guys, and I'm like, wait, who was up at ten o'clock? Because I was up at ten. She's up to like three in the morning. Oh and sometimes when I like wake up and like pre wake up because I'm going back to bed, and she'll be like trying to have a conversation. And I'm like, bro, I'm trying to go back to bed. Bro, I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, anyway. I'm like, I'm like Jesse, why are you up? And she's like, bro, I just woke up for a minute. I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you. About this <laughs> <laughs> captain jacks is uh there is a a bacteria or it's it's, it's something in there called spinosad mm-hmm. and i know that that's not readily available to people outside of the united states i know specifically canada the restrictions on different kinds of chemicals for pest management in canada is, is very strict wow so that one may not be available there i did use captain jacks for spider mites like i was like i was always a proponent saying that it's the best thing for spider mites. And I still believe that Mm -hmm. Um, I used it for thrips as well, but I also used a systemic for thrips because Mm. the thrips like to lay their little eggs inside Ah. the plant. Mm -hmm. And you truly like don't get rid of thrips until you use a combination of using a spray like uh, Captain Jack's to kill the adults and the larvae that are crawling around. And then also an, uh, a systemic that the plant takes up. So, Anytime there's like a munch on the plant, it kills it. Yeah. And Captain Jack's is a pesticide, so I've never used it before. Mm. Um, Just because I have my seven dogs and they live in my house and my plants live in my house. And, you know, it just freaks me out. So I always use alcohol. And I I used to love me some alocasia. But guys, those get spider mites. Like you literally blink and you have a whole infestation of spider mites. (laughs) Yeah. It's so annoying. But what I used to do is I would even just use my alcohol spray on the spider mites. And you have to do it like twice a week. To stay up on it. Um, but, you know, spider mites, their life cycle is about like that four weeks. So I would do it for about a month and a half and then I really wouldn't see them again. So, yeah, I always spray my plants and then I look at the dogs and I'm like, if you eat that, you're going to die. So good, <laughs> good luck. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. Survival of the fittest. My, my plant room has a door, so Aww. I keep the door closed. But yeah, things to keep in mind if you have pets who mm-hmm. like interact with your chomp. plants. And so because of that, I still wanted to find something because, you know, the alcohol is just going to kill on contact. It's not going to prevent anything per se. I mean, you can use it as a preventative, um, but it's not going to like prevent the bugs from coming or whatever. So I wanted to find something that I could use further as a preventative. And I use neem oil for some time. Um, <laughs> I did it smell like neem oil. I did not see you doing that. You scared me. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, was that me? <laughs> but I just have to say. What's that me? <laughs> April from Unsolicited Plant Talks loves her neem oil. April. So Why don't you like know. it? Because of the smell? I, I truly just don't think it works. Mm. But yes, the smell is also pretty disgusting. I've never smelled it. I don't mind it. Yeah? Yeah, you don't. It it does have a very strong smell though. Does it yeah. smell like Vicks? Like menthol y? No. Okay, it's like a oily <laughs> type of a earthy type of a very strong It smells like neem oil. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I used that for a while and then when, you know, the whole mealy bug, the root mealy thing happened. Um, I saw people talking about pure crop and then I heard that they were using it for all sorts of different things. And so that piqued my curiosity um, because pure crop is an organic food grade product. Um, And so I looked into it and you can use it as, you know, like a root drench for, you know, bugs that come up in, um, you know, that surface level. But you can also use it as, you know, a foliar application right on the foliage um, to A, help kill pests, but also as a prevention. Um, So that's what I started using. I've been using it since like the beginning of this year. Um, But it's a pretty cool product. Um, The base of it is um, different kinds of oils, Um, but it's not an oil product because at a molecular level, the active and inactive ingredients work together. So the molecules are rearranged and it becomes a micelle, which is a microparticle that works to then kill the bugs. So I looked it up, guys. Wow. <laughs> big words, big words. Oh, wow. Bugs are dead. No, oh. I think pure crop one. I have been shouting that like at anyone who has root mealies or anything because of Jesse, your success. Mm-hmm. Also not sponsored, but please sponsor us. Pure crop one. <laughs> Go ahead and DM us. Does is does pure crop one list any other insects specifically that it goes after, or is it just like a general? Yeah. So any sap and does it sucking- smell? Does it, it have a scent like it neem? It has a, no, it's not a neem scent. It's, it's like a soapy a, scent. Yeah, it's like a fresh soapy type of a scent. Okay, cool. Yeah, and so it says I any like it. kind it's a big of. of it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> any kind of sap sucking insect is what it'll kill. And so I guess something that's characteristic of sap sucking insects is the type of membrane that they have. And so because of how molecular. <laughs> At the continue (laughs) because molecularly how pure crop one works it dissolves their membrane but i guess um like so gory yeah but i guess like good bugs they don't have the same membrane makeup and so it doesn't affect them is what they say but i still only use it like 
two weeks or so before I'm getting a new shipment of um, my good bugs. And then I don't use it throughout while their life cycle is active. So that's true for PureCraft One and also alcohol. I do those two treatments about once a month. And then once the bugs come, I release them, let them do their thing. And then a couple of weeks before my next shipment comes, then I'll do a reapplication. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a mixture of sprays and good bugs that you use as a prevention Mm -hmm. i do an alcohol spray let it dry off rinse it off and then i'll do a pure crop spray and then i let them sit for a couple weeks my good bugs come i release them and then it's just cycle over again so i know you said that pure crop one could be a foiler spray Mm -hmm. um but the way you just said that it's used to kill any kind of sap sucking bugs it makes me think that I guess the end goal of pure crop one is to at least get down towards the roots where the plant can uptake it, right? Because how can it really, well, I guess it could, if, if a sap sucking bug bit through something that had pure crop one on it, I guess that would probably kill it. I think so. Yeah. But I'm not sure. But also. But you used it, Jesse, as like mm-hmm. a soil, dr- or a soil or root drench. Um, I literally just included it in the water. In your nutrients stuff. And I watered with it and I left it in my cash pot. And the root mealies just disappeared. Yeah. Okay. And so, but the cool thing about the pure crop one is it's not only insecticide, but it's also a fungicide and it's a biostimulant and a surfactant. So the biostimulant part is, it says that it helps your plants grow better. And it helps them uptake nutrients better. And so, I mean, I've been using it for some time and haven't noticed my plants declining or anything like that. If anything, they've been doing better. Um, but the one thing stimulated I know biologically. <laughs> <laughs> but, the one, <laughs> but the one thing I mentioned, if you use it as, you know, like a root drench for like root mealies or anything like that, you can just add it straight to your nutrient water is what I've read. But it does make your water very acidic. So pH balance is key because if you mix it with your nutrients and you put pure crop one in there, it's not going to uptake that nutrient like we talked about last time because a really high pH. So make sure you pH balance it back down and then use it and you should be good to go. Yes. pH should always be your last step before that water touches a plant. Yes. Yeah. That's why I've only done about two rounds of pure crop. (laughs) (laughs) But it was enough, guys. Yeah. But yeah, that's my routine and that's what I do every month. And I mean, it's been a huge game changer, especially with the bugs, because now I don't have to spray everything every week because that was becoming a, a multi-day job. Yeah, I say like <laughs> once a week, but literally it was like a five days a week I'm out there spraying all my plants. So now I don't yeah. have to do that. So that's good. Yeah. Yikes. So prevention is key, y'all. And consistency. And consistency. I really feel like that's why I've probably been dealing with flat mites for as long as I have. Because Mm -hmm. even though you told me what I should be doing, I wasn't following those directions. (laughs) Because it's a lot. Yeah, When you have like a hundred plus Hoya to like treat every single one of them, you know, once, twice a week. It's a full time It gets stressful. But when I found out that they're okay if I just leave the sulfur on it, Mm -hmm. like literally all those Hoya in my bedroom, I just sprayed with sulfur and Mm -hmm. I just put them in their pots and let them sit in their spot and left it on there for weeks. And you know, we're good. Yeah, that's awesome. Sulfur fungicide, I should say. And I think the last note is 
With prevention also comes quarantine. So if you have any kind of new plant coming in, quarantine, quarantine. I think we talked about this in like a way earlier episode. I say that as if we have like hundreds of episodes out, but... (laughs) I need a trigger warning with that word, though. <laughs> Same. This is regarding the plants. <laughs> but I know, like, and quarantine isn't, like, a one-week, two-week type of a thing. Like, just keep in mind, you don't know what kind of bug you may have. So just think, like, you know, doing the full life cycle of a plant, which is that eight weeks to be safe, 10, even 12 weeks quarantine it i would even have like you know a cute shelf where you put all your new plants where you quarantine them from your other plants so they can still be part of you know your collection in a way but you're not putting it right in there with all of your plants and if you can't quarantine at least like not having the plants all tangled up and touching each other like i tend to because I, i think that's what's also helped spread a lot of my pests is that i tend to just shove everything onto a shelf to look like one big bush and that that helps the pests go everywhere. Yeah, it's just like a highway. Yep. But yeah, but that's... Highway <laughs> to the danger zone. <laughs> but I, I love know. these little singing clips <laughs> by Adam. Uh, but that was all of our tips and tricks about all of the pests. And hey, who knows? Maybe next year is going to be the year of another new pest we've never heard of. Yeah. Don't you shut your damn mouth. <laughs> not all the pests and not all of the solutions, but everything we know and have been yeah. through. dealt with. Yeah. 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 And just sharing it with you guys in hopes of if you're battling pests right now, And if you're freaked out, I just want to say like, hey, take a deep breath. It's okay. Like, you know, the pest might be there, but do the best you can and be kind on yourself. I cannot wait till the next time you have a pest and you text us freaking out. (laughs) And I am literally just going to cut this clip and I'm going to keep the sound bite on my phone and I'm going to be like... Hey, it's not a big deal. It's cool okay. as a cucumber. Everything is Everything's great. Everything's gonna be fine. Let's eat cake and rainbows. <laughs> when in reality, at three in the morning, she's gonna be spraying everything, and yeah, burning the house down, repotting literally every single shot plant that she owns. Yep. <laughs> Love you. Love it. <laughs> But if you guys are enjoying this podcast, number one, like, thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. we really appreciate it. The, this has been really fun to do. And and when people enjoy it, too, it just, like, it makes it a lot more fun to do. Yeah. yeah. And when they interact. I love interacting with you guys on Instagram. Yes. It's usually me, especially if you're offended. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but if you guys also want to leave us a review or a comment on Apple Podcast or on Spotify, totally would appreciate it because it not only helps us, but we love seeing like, oh, do we have a review? Like, what does it say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to nice. know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, it's okay. You can be mean to us. Uh, but no. you can. <laughs> Don't you be can mean be to mean us. to Adam. Don't be mean to me. <laughs> I have enough problems. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but you can also find us on our Instagram at let's.talkhoya. Yeah. And you can find us on a... Is that always my job to say? Okay. I don't know. I feel like it you're, is. Okay. Well, I'm fine with that. You were just looking at me like, yeah. oh, I th- you're up on stage. Yeah, I think it sounds better when you do it. All right. Sí, me gusta. Yeah. Sí, Jesse agrees. <laughs> 
And you can also find us individually. My Instagram handle is at notdude. Mine's at thegreenplant.az. And I'm at perritos y plants. Adios. Adios. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.